as we continue this podcast series on proposal writing. I am conscious that today we've got lots to discuss as we move on to writing the proposal objectives. So let's get started. Hello, Wendy Kipling here. I'm a virtual mentor with a mission to give insight to entrepreneurs just like you. So you can turn your ideas into actions, feel more confident, get motivated and be the best you can when starting and growing your new business. I am here to help by giving you the insight you need. Sessions are quick and easy to follow. Give just enough information so you can implement right now so that you can drive your business forward. For all of my listeners that have recently started out in business, you may want to check out my new online training school, flyingstartacademy.com. The academy is dedicated to anyone starting a new business. All the courses are written and crafted from a specific need identified by entrepreneurs just like you. And the great thing is anyone can take the courses and even better, they are free of charge. Yes, you heard that correct. One thing I've learned that is that many new entrepreneurs underestimate what is required to start and grow a successful business and you must have a certain mindset, which not every every entrepreneur has when they first start out in business. However, the first course, Master the Mindset of a Successful Entrepreneur, has been written to give entrepreneurs just like you the best chance of success. Just one thing, all my courses are very hands-on and do require a lot of student input. So if this puts you off, none of the courses will be for you. However, if you're not afraid to get your hands dirty, head on over to flyingstartacademy.com to check it out. So let's start by asking a question. What do you think is the main objective of any proposal? Well, it's to make the reader a long-term customer. You need to keep this in the front of your mind when you are writing your winning proposal. Start to think about the key objectives and the scope of work that your reader can expect. Start by describing what you will do. Include an accurate time frame for delivery on completion of key items. We both know that customers will want you to deliver as quick as possible. However, you need to be realistic. Do not just tell the customer what they want to hear. You need to make sure that whatever you promise to that customer, you will in fact be able to deliver. I think it's fair to say that any prospect reader reading your proposal will be a little sceptical. What you need to remember is the reader is looking for someone they can rely on and someone that they feel they can trust. And if you then secure that contract with that prospect, you will gain their trust by under-promising and over-delivering. So let's take this example. If you're a catering service, your objectives and scope would would be something like to provide high quality foods and service at a reasonable price for, insert the business name and for this example we're going to use ABC Exhibition Event 28th of September and the key tasks could include 1. Planning of food selection to cater for 1500 guests. Completion date 7th of May. 2. Source all raw ingredients from local produce providers. Completion date, 12th of June. Agree the corporate theme for tables, chairs and cutlery. Completion date, 1st of September. 
You can see by doing this you are breaking down the tasks to be completed and setting timeframes in which the client can see the progress and the completion of the tasks leading towards the fulfillment of the progress excuse me, leading to the fulfillment of the project by the agreed date. Take some time to define your objectives and scope for your proposal. Then list out the basic steps in your approach. Now, the next step is to fill in the details of your approach. And you need to make sure you provide enough information so that the prospect can understand it clearly. However, you need to keep it broad enough so that it does not disclose your recommendations. So, for example, let's just imagine your prospect is looking to overhaul their accounting system. You need to start by describing the process you will follow to evaluate the best systems which are currently available for their business. However, whatever you do, don't give any preliminary suggestions at this stage. Remember, at this stage, you may not have the full details of their needs. Also, you may not have even been able to speak to them on a one-to-one -one basis. And if you make any suggestions of a possible solution, it could actually jeopardise your chances of winning the assignment. So, if you make any suggestions of a possible solution, it could jeopardise your chances in winning the assignment. And even worse, they could take the suggestion and do it themselves. Now, when I first started out, I made a fatal mistake in writing my first proposal to a client. And basically, instead of a proposal, I gave them a step-by-step -step guide, basically on how to do it. And later, when I asked, why did I not get the work the client told me? That they just followed what I told them and did it themselves. So, when you describe your approach, include the results in deliverable steps. Remember that it is what the client gets on completion of each of these steps. Now, the deliverable will signal to the prospect the end of step one and the beginning of step two, etc. One thing you will find is that by providing deliverables, it's an effective way and method for you to gauge the progress of the project. And they will also provide evidence that the work has actually been completed. And it's a great value mechanism. And you can use this when you want to manage larger projects for both the customer and the supplier. So for example, if you're a web developer, you may want to provide a progress report and this can be spoken or written. And you could do this once the key steps of the project have been completed. If you're a building contractor building a home, an appropriate deliverable could be the completion of a room or the system, a system installation like plumbing, electrical, air conditioning, for example. I want you to now think about your proposal. Take each of the basic steps and develop a detailed approach. And where it's actually appropriate, look at including deliverables. With every good proposal, you will need to describe the benefits the prospect can expect from your product or your service. And this is crucial. 
You need to present the benefits of your product or service as you can provide them. One thing to remember, when you're creating your list of benefits, you need to keep in your mind, what can I do that will make the prospect successful? You need to pay attention to their role, responsibilities and the level within the company. For example, if you're selling to a manager, make sure you understand his day-to-day challenges. Maybe it's reliability and cost. Then you can stress how your product can overcome those issues. That's okay, I can hear you say, Wendy, but what if I don't know who the decision maker is? Well, in this situation, it would be better if you could tie the benefits of your products and services into the overall company objectives and goals. So, be prepared as you're going to have to do some research on the company. Check out the website, look up staff profiles on LinkedIn and expand your search if you need to, to include newspapers, magazines and articles. If you're looking for financials, purchase some accounts from Companies House. If you found nothing, which I'm sure will not be the case, but just in case, all companies have goals of growth and profitability and tie your benefits into how that product or service can increase market share, it can increase sales, it can decrease costs and improve productivity. You obviously get the message. Just remember your proposal will have an increased chance of success if you present it in a style that the prospect can relate to and it helps them achieve their business goals. When completed correctly, your benefits will justify why goods and services should be used by the prospect and if you like, you can actually use a final product or purpose as a proposed outcome. So for example, You could use a statement like, using our state-of-the-art technology, or we will rely on our innovative experience too. This can be a very effective way to use when conveying the value that you bring to the prospect. Just before we finish, a quick word on features and benefits. People buy a product or service because they need what it does or the solution it provides. So for example, a feature of a printer may be 24-hour service and the benefit to the customer would be flexibility and quicker service. Remember, the customer is only interested in the benefit. Now, I want you to list the key benefits your product or service offers. Now, write down the goals of your prospective Finally, tying your benefits to the prospective's goals. You are now ready to develop the benefits section of your proposal. And don't forget, make sure you are writing your proposal from the eyes of the prospective. In next week's podcast, we will discuss costing. If you've been listening to Wendy Kipling Insight, I would like to say thank you for everyone who has already shown their support for my new podcast. Without you, this podcast would not even be possible. So once again, thank you. Make sure you stay in tuned and I hope you found today's podcast interesting. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. 
Check out on iTunes or SoundCloud to keep listening. And I would really like it if you could help me spread the word by sharing and liking this podcast. If you'd like to find out more, you can check out my website, wendykipling.com. Until next week, checking out for now.